What up? I heard you singing. You're white. You're she ready. grew up in an Indiana town, had a good-looking mama who never was around. But she... anyway, <laughs> you what's up, man? Well, such a, good so- such a good song, dude. It is a good song. So we're back at it again. We tried to get back going in 2021, but 2021 had 2021 things for us to do in 2021. You know, mm-hmm. so okay, here we are. Here we are, and uh, in the circle of death. In the circle of death. Circle of death, yeah. Yeah. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Remember that game? Oh, don't. I never had my cootie shot, man. Cootie shot. Oh, now we all got the cooties. Got the vids. I haven't gotten it. At least not that I'm aware of, anyway. So who's drinking out of who's drinking out of a Yeti cup right now? You know, it's probably me. It, you don't put the you don't put the Jameson in the Yeti. You put it in a glass. The condensation <laughs> can acquire on said Yeti, and you don't want to water down your Jamie. So, anyways, you make you make very valid points, no I, doubt about it. Yeah, sorry. So everybody, let us introduce <laughs> you to our very special guest this evening. It is Michelle Passaro joining us for all thirteen of our viewers. Out there in the interweb, Michelle Passaro is also goes by Snap. She joins us on Bearded Vinyl Podcast. She joins us during our shows on Saturday nights, and she joins us in our hearts most days. Oh, she also goes by Snap. Snap is the owner of Savvy Vinyl in the Titusville area. If you're ever in Florida, what? stop by when you're in the Space Coast. Yeah, for sure. Snap. I live in What's... Titusville, so that's where you guys send my stuff. But the shop's in Melbourne. But you know, it's all it's all relative. Uh huh. It's so I can keep all the you know um, the paparazzi at bay. I have to confuse them. So well, you, you had a councilman visit yesterday, so you should feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> Do you throw on a wig when you go out the door just to make sure that you're not swarmed? Or no, I ha- I, I have a lot of hoodies. Uh, so that really does help most of the time. If you were to see me in public or have a possible sighting, I would probably look like Kenny from South Park. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you die at the end of every day and then resurrect for the next savviness. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for the next fun adventures to be had in this fabulous vinyl world we live in. You um, know it. <laughs> so how awesome was yesterday for you? Oh, man. I mean... I, I knew it was on its way down, right? So, like, I tried to prepare for the day. Did I, did I sleep well? <laughs> no. No, I did not sleep well. I've been looking and eyeballing this particular box set for several years now, going, oh, you know, and then the stars aligned. And when I walked outside, the clouds parted, the sun shone down, and I felt a cool breeze, and I, I could hear the water near the river just go still for, like, a moment. And uh, I knew that it was going to be a good day. And uh, yeah, <laughs> did you did you get a prophetic message from the clouds? Did they say anything to you? Um, I signed a disclosure agreement, so I'm not really allowed to talk <laughs> about it um, in public. But let's just say things will be better soon. I I, I will say <laughs> I would have been there earlier. Yeah, but but my blood sugar was going low, and so I'm driving down that main road there. Oh. There is no stores around, and so you go five miles to Dunkin' Donuts. I had to get a Coke from there. I was like, this is impossible. There's no gas stations. There's no K 
convenience stores there's nothing i couldn't believe it well and things are hidden and where my store is at i like to call it the bermuda triangle of midtown in melbourne it's where you come to get lost and yeah so you gotta know where all the hidden little things are so once you've lived there for a little while you know where all the little you know mom and pop shops are where you can get stuff at it was odd though because yeah. it's set up because we go to the keys quite a bit sure so the keys are set up the same way where your store is at it's ocean right when you look out to the right and i was like there's got to be a gas station here there was nothing and i was like <laughs> if you were to continue to have gone down babcock you would have seen a chevron off on your right hand side gotcha okay well next time i know one blood yeah slow. keep going down on babcock that's when you get to all the other stores i'm the corridor so i'm the entrance shout out to our good friends at chevron right <laughs> and the dunkin donuts yeah exactly and then we're supposed to be getting another coffee shop across the street um, from where what used to be called open mics, where they used to do a lot of events and shows, but they had to adapt like just the rest of us. And, um, you know, they changed it over into a coffee and like sandwich shop. So they usually have pretty tasty stuff. But, um, yeah, with, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't probably know it was there, you know? <laughs> it's funny you talk about getting lost because yeah. back in June, whenever I first went down and, and met you, it's funny because my wife was – taking a nap with our youngest son and i was like okay i'm gonna go to this record shop called savvy vinyl it looks pretty cool <laughs> so i'm just like driving around and i take i believe it's a1a and i'm coming from this other record shop in the area we won't give it any kudos but um <laughs> it's all I was, good i love healthy competition <laughs> it makes it there you go <laughs> but i was i was trying to take a right and like i went in a circle like three times before i was finally like screw it i'm gonna get out and walk and like, and then like, as soon as I would get ready to do that, like I see your park a lot, and I, I pull in, and I believe you had like a, a mannequin in the. Oh, that's Elvis. In, that's a zombie yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, and I was like, that has to be it, yeah. and it yeah, showed the way. Skeletons. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting for the landlords to uh, put in the light box where we're supposed to have our signage. So I was like, I'm not going to waste money on making a brand new sign when they're supposed to be putting in some fancy stuff. So, yeah, I'm just, like, waiting patiently on them. But at a certain point, I'm just going to be, like, screw it and go up there and just graffiti it on, you know. It's better to ask forgiveness, right? Something like Than that. permission, no doubt. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. I know before you got into owning a vinyl store, you used to be, you know, hell on the track. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so back in 2008, um, I was doing photography because I was going to school uh, to get uh, my uh, bachelor's degree in uh, photography. Uh, that went out the window, obviously, but I still use it on occasion. Anyways, I was taking pictures of my friend's band, and one of their girlfriends was there, and I she helped me, and we went out into the woods, and it was a metal band, so I had them like chasing each other with like tire irons because I keep those in my trunk. And always like a quart of fake blood. Um, so Because why wouldn't you ever need this? Yeah. And duct tape, just in case. Um, so, <laughs> but I had When you get pulled over, how's that go? Uh, well, she asked me, she's like, after we did that, she's like, hey, do you want to come try playing roller derby? And I was like, uh, yeah, but did I tell anybody? No, because I'm kind of a small person in general, but I'm feisty, you know. So um, I didn't tell anybody I was going to practice. I like, yeah, I just like, cause I knew what they were going to say. They were going to say, you shoot your eye out kid. Don't do it. <laughs> and so until I got better and I actually realized, yeah, I could actually do this. So that started my 11 year 
uh, rain and roller derby for the Molly Roger roller girls. And yeah, it was definitely a huge chunk of my life. So, um, but unfortunately after an injury and for all this COVID stuff, they're not allowed to play anymore. So now that I'm retired, really, you know, I may have caused that. I apologize. Um. <laughs> so snap, I don't think yeah. you uh, remember. Oh, I don't know if you ever listened to our podcast before, but um, you know, I've, I've taken up roller skating too. And uh, oh. so, so, so I went to go buy skates, right? What kind of and, skates did you get? Well, so I didn't buy them yet because I was still on the fence because there's certain ones you got to have for this. And there's one called, is it jam, uh, jammers or jam skates? Jam skates is what we skate on. They're flat. They don't have a, a heel to them or they're called speed skates as well. Right. So I, I, I tried those and I probably get those, but yeah. they were, I was like, I was like the girl, the, the girl's like 15 or 16 years. Oh, you want jam skates so you can dance with us. I was like, wait a sec. I just want to skate. <laughs> so they're doing like, they're, they're going around the thing with Stevie B and stuff. And I'm like, they're all dancing in unison. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But I'm 45. So if I fall, it's going to be probably into my career. Just one time falling. And I didn't fall. I'm pretty good skating, but I'm not like that good. And that's I was horrible. Like, Brandon Dude. makes fun of me because I like to roller skate. I think it's fun. You're I afraid just, of the fate of your face meeting the ground and then having a great relationship. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so we, I used to work for the newspaper um, in Lake City. Yeah. There was a roller derby team there. Oh, yeah. And, and we had two girls try out for the roller derby team. And, and they, I believe they made it. It's been a long time, like 10 years. Okay. But cool story about that yeah. is one of my friends who worked with me at the paper, his name's Josh Blackman. I'll give him a little plug. He wrote a book um, inspired by this whole roller derby scene. And it's actually published now, and it's on Amazon. And it's called, it's, it's called Roller Derby Vampire Girl. So I, I say all of this to nice. ask this question. Did you ever meet any vampires? And if so, were they in the daytime? I have met every single walk of life. And real vampires are not allowed in the sun. They will burst into flames. They do not sparkle like diamonds. What crazy nonsense fiction. No, well, just wrong. Just wrong. No, no. Just, I'm so gonna say no. do um, most yeah. vampires double as roller derby girls? Uh, yeah, sometimes they do. Um, I know I'm particularly pale, and I've been told that I don't age. Um, I don't drink uh, blood, but I might bathe in, in you know, my enemies. But no, I'm joking. This, this, <laughs> this whole uh, topic is... <laughs> It's gone off the deep Sorry, end. Going What's going on? Them. No kidding. No, but uh, there, as far as I know, there are no actual vampires. There may be some. Um, they're trying for it. They're you know they're in lineup for it. But as far as I know, not not aware of any. I never got bit on the neck, or at least I don't remember that happening. We used to uh, go have you know after game drinks and festivities and all that kind of funness because your body hurts afterwards. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> the bloody man, so hence the vampires. Yeah, so everyone should definitely <laughs> check out Roller Derby Vampire Girl. Maybe it'll be a movie in 2023 when we can get back to the theaters. I think it could be interesting. There's a lot of places you could go with that for yeah. sure. Uh, circles, when, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it's not straight to the internet. We'll see. <laughs> Brandon, I told you, uh, I, I put that, zomb- that zombie box in the show boxes that we use for our shows and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I already knew Snap was cool, but we walk, I walked in the store 
and lo and behold, she does the seven, what's in the box. And I was like, this is going to be a good day. This is going to be a good day. (laughs) When she did that, I was like, this is cool as hell. Yeah. Yay. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? It's the most iconic thing. God, it's good. I would have, would we all have shot the guy immediately? I mean, I would have shot the guy. Um, I'm, I'm more of a slow revenge person, so I would have taken my Ooh. time with it. How, how, tell us how you would have killed him. How would Kevin Spacey had died? He wouldn't have known what was coming. Let's just put it that way. It'd be some, like, I don't know, some devious stuff. Like, like some M. Night Shyamalan, what a twist kind of thing. I don't know. It could go a, di- a couple different places. I'm just imagining there's some sort of... Um, wire coat hanger that's been heated up Oof. yeah wow. yeah uh, i've watched four movies i apologize for anyone that can't handle the gore but i've always enjoyed that portion of uh cinematic um viewing you, you <laughs> might know this remember snap on uh mm. hellraiser 2 when wow. the hooks from the chain were stuck in the guy's skin and just dragged it down his skin some people pay for that, you know. Oh my god, that was like one of those. <laughs> I was young. I was, <laughs> they hang, that that was a gruesome scene when they had that guy's face just stretched out by the the hooks from the chain. It was it was absolutely just gruesome back from you know. I think that was like the that might be the late eighties, early nineties when that came out, and I was scared to death. That was some excellent um, prosthetics that they used. I want to say there was probably some corn syrup involved and a little mm-hmm. bit of chocolate just to get the right tint of blood, you know? Um, so <laughs> fun and adventures for sure. I was always fascinated with how they did that, that sort of thing before all the CGI stuff, you know, like how they made it look so real, real. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, so, I- not that I would know what real, real is. I know nothing. I like that thinking. scene in Saw where – and he has to decide whether he's going to cut his leg off to get out of the cuffs or not. When I first saw that in theaters, just sitting there with like my mouth, like my beard was touching or it was so open. Like it was- All I could think of was, is, <laughs> was his scene in The Princess Bride, as you wish. Bearded Vinyl now specializes in horror movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, uh, there's so many I could go on about them, but yeah, horror movies, roller derby, vinyl records, and fast cars are like, that's the salt of the earth right there. If you could drive a fast car playing a horror movie on your pop-up screen while listening to a turntable in the back, what would it be? Okay. If I was in a horror movie, it would probably be something like Chainsaw Massacre because it's so good. So tasty. Um, the car I would be driving would probably be a Vader. You know, like the one that was uh, that they crashed in Batman into the water. That's a Vader. That's the second know. time I've heard Vader reference today. Vaders are pretty <laughs> sick. Yeah. They're kit cars, but they're beautifully hand-polished and made-to-order kit cars. Um, you can make them look like whatever you want. And it's fairly simple. It's just you have to keep paying the dude, and it, it, there's a line. <laughs> Um, and then music that would be playing in the background, since it's a horror movie, um, I would have to play something kind of poppy and happy. I'm thinking Aqua Girl or Aqua, um, Barbie Girl. Barbie Girl, yeah. yeah. That would <laughs> That's scare ironic. the crap out of anybody, I think. Snap, really. I'm going to take a wild guess. 
yeah. at this because it's one of my favorite movies, and I'm pretty sure it's on your list. Okay. Death Proof. Death what was it? Death Proof by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I think I've seen this. It's been a very, very, very long time since I watched it. Now I'm going to go want to rewatch it. So thank you. I'm adding that. To the so it's the, remember, it's the the chicks, they go against Stuntman Mike, and he's trying to run them off the road and stuff. And they got these, I think it's a mock Mach 1 Mustang in one of them. And Does one of the chicks have like a yes. automatic weapon? Yes. 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 No, no, that's, oh. that's zombie plant, I thought, the other oh. one. But, yeah, but they were part of one film. Yeah, it was like a double feature. But Death Proof is like one of my favorite car movies ever. It's yeah. also like hot garbage, but it's supposed to be hot garbage. So yes, <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Like it's supposed to be so bad. It's a B movie. That's what it is. Yeah, it's supposed to be so bad. It's good. I'm I'm trying to remember one of these really bad ones that I saw, and I can't remember exactly the name of it. I'll have to go dig in my DVDs. But it was basically this long drawn out black and white where the cat food gets infected. And then the cats start attacking humans. (laughs) But the cats are like these horrible, like, just bad mannequins or like (laughs) just bad. (laughs) And they like, you can see the fishing line and this, it's so bad, but you can't stop watching it because it's so horrible. (laughs) And you can hear the cats going like, those horrible movies, like the the Clash of Titans Claymation movie. I love that movie. That's a great movie. Like, oh, excellent movie do you remember when he's underwater floating in the water and the crackage right there you can see like the it's just the worst visual effects ever in a movie he's just like sitting there i'm like this is really bad graphics but it's fantastic yeah it's fabulous the 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 poorly done and that's what i like to do and once i get i have to find a co-partner that's willing to do some of this stuff with me but if you look at some of the old videos that we had we would do stupid crap like that Mm-hmm. Um, but I had like two other people that would hop into the videos with me. So I haven't trained mom yet on how to do the cheesy videos. So we're working on it it's in process, but yeah, that was probably one of the funnest part of the days. And we'd work in horrible puns. Like you'd have to use blind faith and, um, like blind melon in the same. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple times during the day, we would only answer, uh, questions in a Elvis voice of a, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like no matter what someone asks you just have to answer uh-huh so those are great and i that's one of the parts uh-huh. i like um because people catch on to that stuff and they're like oh they're just having a good time and that's what a, a uh-huh. record be, is that you're having it, a good it, time. it almost sounds familiar like the pb herman's playhouse where it was the word of the day and everybody screams or the, <laughs> or the penis game i don't have game. a giant ball of tin foil nope <laughs> good. your mom is so sweet too she was she was so sweet. She was like, yeah, if you need a drink or you need to come back here. And she she was so nice. I was like, I said, I don't remember mom's being that nice because my mom's pretty feisty with stuff. So I'm just like, <laughs> she is, she's a sweetheart. She is super nice. But if you ever get on her bad side, my God, run away. Just run. Uh, <laughs> That's so, your only hope. So Snap, kind of getting back to your, your life as a record store owner, tell us a little bit about how you came to own Savvy Vinyl. Oh, man. Well, it's kind of like the movie High Fidelity where he just kind of like woke up on the desk, hung over and going, what the hell? Yeah, no. So, (laughs) Um, no, what happened was um, I was working at a record store called Vinyl Request Records for a gentleman named Chris Lanza. 
um, who I had been a customer of for years and years. And he used to let us do fundraisers for the Molly Rogers outside of his shop when he was in downtown Melbourne. Um, I walked into his store one day because I had gotten really tired of corporate land. I was just a number to them, you know, and I wasn't having it anymore. I needed like real connections with people and community. Um, so I walked into the store and I looked around and it was a hot mess. I'm like talking, there's boxes and records stacked incorrectly on top of each other. And my pet peeve is when records aren't stacked properly. It drives me nuts. Um, you know, like they're just stacked on top of each other. It's like, you can't have it like this. No, no, no. I'm like, you're going to hire me. And he says, I can't afford to pay you. And I was like, that's fine. Just throw me like $50 a day and then give me store credit because I'm going to spend my money here anyways. Um, and, you know, I ended up doing that and that continued on for about two and a half years. Unfortunately, um, Chris passed away like really unexpectedly. He just went in his sleep and he was only, he was about to turn 48. Mm. So way too young. Um, he had some health issues and things like that that may have caused you know, the, the reason of him not, you know, coming out of it, he was diabetic. He was taking cough medicine and had an upper respiratory infection and stuff like that. And this is way before COVID. So it had nothing to do with that. Um, but I think it was a combination of his medication and then the insulin not working out and him being sick. So unfortunately, but I knew when it happened that the, his son and his dad were going to need help. And we were all like a family, you know, um, and I tried to help them and, and sell off some of the stuff, get it into a storage unit for them. And in the process of doing that, they're like, hey, do you want to buy a record store? And the answer to that question is always yes. Yes, you do want to buy a record store. Um, so we ended up having to move locations. I put everything into storage because they were trying to jack the rent up. And um, that, there's no reason to start all that and to go into debt trying to start a new company. So. I went ahead and came up with Savvy Vinyl Records because my dog's name is Savannah, and she technically is the boss. I just do this so that she can have a better life, you know. Um, <laughs> and she hangs out of the shop all the time, so you guys are always yeah. welcome to visit her. She has Thursdays off, and sometimes she takes a weekend off. Well, she's the boss, so she just lets us know. Um, <laughs> but that's basically how I ended up owning a record store, and I had everything posted online, and I had started doing – adding the inventory before I even had a shop location. Thank God. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we opened in uh, February and then we got shut down immediately in March. Um, so I just put, I just every single day with every extra hour I had, I just started listing stuff online and then online sales started picking up cause everybody's stuck at home. And what do you do when you're stuck at home? You listen to the best music possible on the best format possible. And that is vinyl. Nobody asked to see your MP3 collection. Like, <laughs> right? do, you, do you think that vinyl has took off in the last year almost as a result of COVID? Um, I think it's been taking off. Yeah, it's for sure. It's taking off since like the early, I would say 2005, 2006. I've seen more and more artists coming out on vinyl. Um, but I think that, yeah, this Blue was like – this was like an adrenaline shot um, <laughs> right to the heart, you know? Um, and I think that that's turned a lot of people on to vinyl. I mean, look at Cracker Barrel has vinyl. Yeah. What? And they started serving beer too, just in case, you know, public announcement. Wow. You know. Wow. Yeah. Certain ones, certain ones. On pancakes at 10 a.m. Sounds great. Yeah. Pancakes and beer. Why not? Dude, that's. If I can get some chicken and waffles, we'll be good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no doubt. And a little bit of hot sauce to wash it down. 
How did how did the the lockdown kind of affect you in the first couple of months? Well, I was one. I was like freaking out, but I was also like, um, I'm in my house. This is kind of cool. It gives me time to kind of prepare and plan a little bit better because I like to overplan. Because um, when you underplan, that's when things go awry. So I, I kind of helped me overplan the store. It helped me fix stuff up a little bit quicker than I would have had time to do just on my own. Um, I've done a lot of it on my own because I have a vision for it and trying to explain it or show it to people isn't always come through clearly until I just do it and figure it out. So I'm kind of just a do-it-yourself girl, and I blame Derby for that. So you just hop in and do it. Start swimming. It's the only way to learn, really. And I've been doing grading for Chris for several years. So I had, I've graded over th- – Oh God, I can't even, <laughs> if I only had a dollar for every record that I've graded. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, and, and finding out about the presses and I just turned into a nerd about it. And so like I nerded out even more being on my, you know, here at the house and, and being on lockdown. So I just went deep in and started listing as much as I could and learning and trying to get a hold of good deals, looking at estate sales, trying to be safe about stuff, you know. What's the um, worst part about owning a record shop? Worst part about owning a record shop is that I'm not closer to it. And because I, I, I commute about 40 minutes. I, we, we used to be about 15 minutes away, which was perfect because then I can, I, I don't know. It, it was just nice. The, the worst part about it, I would say though, is like you almost get an anxiety because you're away from your records and you, <laughs> you're, they're not like surrounding you in your house. <laughs> so you're like, I just want them to find good homes, but I think the challenge is finding a balance in people bringing stuff in to sell to you, like the whole collection, uh, versus what you're selling and the time that you do. I think it's a time thing. It's like how much time do you devote to go searching for records versus getting those records up for sale, cleaned, ready for the customer? Um, Because I want people to be happy with my music. So I always try to make sure that the record's super clean, that I do have the correct grading on it. And that I have listed it under the correct pressing um, because I want to nerd out with everybody else, just like with comic books or like stamps, you know, and I don't mean nerd as an offensive way. I mean, it. Freddie was a member of Stamp Club. Don't worry. We're good. I collected stamps for a little while. It's okay. Snap. Did you let's I want to refer back to this word we call nerd. Yes. (laughs) Because I want to issue another nerd card to Brandon. Because oh. he thinks he is the coolest. And <laughs> and so we go to a record show. We did a record show. We've done yeah. two now. He did a toy show with me. And he goes, man, he was like galgging me out because, man, people are going to buy records at the toy show. I said, yes, they will. I'll bring all those soundtracks we have. And we didn't make a, yeah. we didn't make a ton of money. We made some money, though. I mean, it was good enough. We made money. It was, it was profitable. Did you bring Star Wars with you? We did. We did. Did you bring Indiana Jones with you? We brought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with us. Perfect. Right. So Brandon's dog. the best. Yeah, he, he, he dogs me out. So yeah. you said you were a nerd. I know that I'm a nerd when it comes to that yeah. stuff. Brandon, guess what? You're a nerd, too. One of us. One <laughs> of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Savvy, what I want you to do is I want yeah. you to mail him one of your Savvy cards and then oh, yeah. put on the back there. You've joined the nerd club. <laughs> I might even get that laminated for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I actually have. It'd be like I've... your library card. It'd be like multi pass, 
multi-pass, y'all. <laughs> say it all the way. I I'm actually have one of your savvy you cards. I'm holding back. I want to swear really badly, but I'm not going to. That is element. That's good. Our, our preacher listens to this, so we we appreciate that. Um, no I actually I have I one of your savvy cards. And yeah, yeah. And I Sorry, have one of your savvy stickers. So we're loaded yeah. up. Excellent. Well, I want to get you guys some more stickers because I want to do some extra stuff. And I got, I have the dot com now. I've got a, I'm working on getting a splash page put together and some pictures of the store and maybe some stuff from the website, like um, um, t shirts. We maybe. definitely need a t shirt. We, we <laughs> so need a t shirt to wear on our show. Brandon, yeah. Brandon, when you went into her store, did Snap, did you already know about our auction page? She did not. About your auction page? She did. Oh. I think I had watched you guys because I, I had been on the auction. I had considered doing the auction, um, but I don't want to do it by myself. Right. I need somebody to banter back it's and forth. It's not with. fun by yourself. I don't, I don't, no. I don't it is like not as fun by yourself. I'm, I could talk with myself because, you know, the voices sometimes they ask, you know, to have a conversation every once in a while, but I don't think that looks good publicly. <laughs> Pro- so. Probably not. Yeah, no. So I'll avoid that. So you know, just so I don't get Baker acted and all, trying to stay under the radar. I think at some point <laughs> in time, it would be really cool if we came down and did a show from your store. I would love to have you guys come down to the store. There's so many good spots. We could have the skeletons come in and hang out. Um, Bob and Sally. I've actually named the skeletons <laughs> that are in the front window. <laughs> so that would be a lot of fun. You guys can sit on the hideous couch. With the beautiful um, Afghan uh, donated by Wayne's World Basement. Um. Beautiful. One of, my, one of my favorite movies. So Here's the main question. Is Britney Spears' pillow going to be there? Because I will be there then. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Okay. And if Savannah can't be there, I now have Savannah on a pillow. Um, <laughs> I, I got it for Valentine's Day. It's Savannah is printed onto a pillow. They take the picture and they put it on the pillow. Nice. So. She'll always be at the shop. I, I got to bring it into the store at some point. It's so ridiculous. I keep looking at it thinking she's standing on the bed. I'm like, what are you doing on my pillow? Oh, that's a pillow. Never mind. <laughs> we say the same thing to Freddie every time he comes over. Um, it happens. <laughs> Sometimes you just you have to beat him. I, and I, I, always, I always forget Brandon has a two-year-old. So I'm like, I'm, de- I'm like deaf in one ear. So I always talk really loud. And I don't even know that I'm doing it. He goes, hey, hey, uh, Tyson's asleep. I'm like, oh, shoot, man, my bad, man. All, every time I go over there, it doesn't matter if it's at 10 o'clock at night or it's at 8 o'clock at night. I'm always too loud. He's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey! <laughs> like, dude, I'm right here. Give me fox ears. <laughs> you see my beef ball? Ear- earmuffs, Freddie. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. So, that's really cool. Oh. Like, how is it? So I know, like, in the online vinyl community, it's crazy. Like, we get so much drama that's – I mean, it's it's nuts. You've probably seen it on, on the internet. And I guess that's just part of, like, the internet in general. But how how is it – you know, you, you have kind of three record stores in your area within, I don't know, 30 minutes of each other. How How does that work for you guys? Are you guys all friendly with each other, or is there – a rivalry there? How how have you had to deal with that? Sure, yeah. So actually, there's there's things happening um, up and coming, which is to me is a good sign that the economy in our area is doing well and the music scene in general is doing well. But there's 
uh, there's one store that just recently opened within a month, and it's less than five miles from my store. Oh, wow. Honk's Lab, and but they they do more of like DJ type of stuff, so they have a different shopper than what I have coming into my store. They have people that now I still get those shoppers coming into my store, but I don't specialize. So it's more of a specialty store that particular one. Now the Beachside Retro that you had gone to, they have moved their location. Uh, they do have a Sparkly Four, which I may have inspired because I did my first, but I won't. <laughs> I won't. I digress. I digress because <laughs> um, they're kind of new to records in general. So I'm trying to be welcoming. And the girl that bought it, her and her husband used to be customers at Vinyl Request Records. So I've shown them a, a few things, but they've got a different shopper too. Because for some reason, if you live in Brevard County area, if you live on one of the barrier islands or by the beach, when you cross the bridge, there's like this bubble. Like there's this, it's this, you have to push through to get over to the main like West Side, so West Side Story. Mainland, you don't want to go to the beach. And when you're on the beach, you don't want to go to the mainland. Because I've lived on the beach before. And you're like, oh, I don't want to cross the bridge. Let me stay over here. So it tends to be a little bit more tourist shop. Plus, they have more like retro clothes. And they do more of that kind of thing. Like the whole retro vibe, furniture pieces and stuff like that. And they happen to have vinyl as well. Um, I, the original owners were more into vinyl than I think they might be, but that's okay because we still help each other out. If I have a customer looking for something, I'll give them a call or I'll send the customer their way. If they can't afford to buy a collection, we send each other's collections when somebody's trying to sell stuff. Um, or like I know the guy that's Gruff's Vinyl that's in Rockledge, he likes 45. So if I have somebody that's selling 45s, I'm going to send them their way, you know? So we, we do help each other in that sense. Um, but there's always a good, healthy competition. I like that. I like to try and make my ad look prettier. Um, plus, mine has a dog on it, so there's that. <laughs> I'll never forget. This, I don't know if I'll ever <laughs> see this again in my lifetime, but when I walk into Beachside Retro, I'm yeah. looking around, and you know, I'm just kind of flipping, you know, your normal record store thing. And, and the guy that was there wasn't like the owner or anything. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure he was stoned out of his mind that day. Um, uh, welcome to Burke County, and you're on the beach. Yeah, it so makes sense, welcome. right? So he, yeah. I mean, like he just was glazed over, like hardly moving. You know, gave me the the like a how all done kind of thing, and yeah. I'm just looking around. You sure it wasn't a shopper? It could have been. He could have taken. Her. <laughs> okay, could, there could have been a coup. Um, yeah, I'm like looking around, and on the wall there's a there's a copy of Division Bell, and it said fifty bucks. I'm like. Oh sweet, that's that's a really good price on Division Bell. Yeah, yeah. I look, and it's the cover, and it's, it's just, just the, the cover, cover. and, and fifty the bucks for the cover. And I've never seen that before, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, there's no record in here." And he's like, "Yeah, it's just the cover." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I didn't know what to say to that. Like, I've never seen just the cover for sale and specifically not a $50 like that in my sad box that just goes in the sad box and if we're able to pump life back into it I'm going to give you a good deal on something like that or it's going to get put up on the ceiling for decoration and not necessarily yeah like up on the like obvious that it's it's decoration not that I'm trying to sell and yeah or you may put it like away and if you get the same press and the same like cover and it goes together you may piece them together if you know the Final is good, but the cover is bad on another one. You know, there's 
That takes a lot of effort. It though, would take know? a bit. So, like, give, cut a break. <laughs> just decorate. Yeah, just go easy. Cut a break, you know. Yeah, I'm not into this business to get rich. I'm in this business because I enjoy it. I like bringing uh, music to the people, and I like hearing from them what turns them on as far as music is concerned. And thanks for uh, clarifying that. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> I, I so you're saying you didn't sure get that vibe that off from the get go. Clearly. <laughs> You know, the whole time you've just been business, business, business. Can we can we have some fun here? I, I don't know if you guys do you guys when you guys go to record stores, do you leave after you get all your purchases and all your stuff that you wanted, do you ever leave and then think about an hour later where yes, you're driving like yes. damn it? Yes. Why did I grab this album? Yes, did it today. I literally I did it. literally did I it today. There no savvy. I mean no uh, snap, you have a public Emily I didn't grab. You have a Barry J. Blige I didn't grab. And I'm like, why did I grab them? I was there. I got this three-hour drive. I should just grab them when I was there. And so, I do it all the time, though. So this is why I, I, the last thing that I do with each and every customer that walks out the door is I make sure that they get my rewards card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I make sure to flip it over and say, hey, if there's anything that you're hunting for, here's my email address. Here's the store phone number. Just give me a call. Right. We'll take care of that. And you do it with a nice customer service voice. And you see, you have a nice day. <laughs> And then that, that just settles in. Okay. Settles in. And then while you're driving in the car, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me call him. Oh. And yeah. Yeah. I'll take that off the shelf. I'll ship that to you. I got you. But Steph, you've done so. that too, correct? You've gone to the record store. Oh, God. And yeah. you load it up. You thought you got everything. And then you think about it. Dang, I flipped through that record. I didn't grab it. I flipped this record. I'm just like, all the time I do it. I don't know why. It drives me insane. I had the opportunity to get that melancholy and infinite sadness. And I kept thinking about how my CD had gotten all five of them. <laughs> that I've owned over a lifetime has gotten stuck inside a record player. And I just wanted to have the vinyl. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to jinx myself. I'm not going to do it. So I walked away. And then, like, I kicked myself later because it's gone. It's not there. And it wasn't the first pressing. It was the second reissue. But that's still, like, why didn't I know. you know. Oh, oh, and you had Edda James. I didn't grab the Edda James either. Oh, you need the Edda James? I'll put the Edda James on the side for do you. Do I need it? No. Do I want it? Yes. <laughs> Well then, find something that I need. Oh well, you know I'll do. I'll do that. But Brandon, what'd you what'd you forget today? So there's a Blink One Eight Two album that I don't have, and I was like, you know what? Most of this is on the greatest hits. I don't need it. And I was like, for some reason, I'm sitting there looking at the thirty buck price tag on it. I'm like, uh, that's kind of like a lot for a, a repress. You know, not. Is it the one that's got the guy wrestling the goat on? No, it's the it's like the really famous like circle cover. It's white and it has like the arrow in it. It's like the only ones that like I don't have that I need. And I'm like, I should get this. And then I just like, nah, I'm already buying this other album. And I'm I think I'm gonna go drop a load this weekend. Like I was so stingy today. Like I was like, I know that I'm about to drop some money this weekend. Never like that. And today I was like, I'm going to be like that. And now, as soon as I left, I was like two minutes down the road. I was like, I should turn around. I'm like, nah, don't turn around. <laughs> I, like I, I, it's so funny you said you're stingy. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's acting like Freddie Oka right now talking about being stingy. Because I'm like, I have a format that I try to use. And he's like, yeah. I'm dropping this amount of money. And I don't care what happens. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> I'm not doing my whole, one bit of that. My whole mindset is. I want to have like really cool records, no matter what. Like, even if I make like a dollar, like I'm like, hell yeah, I had that record this week. 
nobody else had that record. Exactly. It's it's the it's the finding. I think for when you're a seller like we are, it's more about like going. I found a holy grail and I got it to the person that was supposed to get it. You know, it's more like is it supposed to come to them? And that's why when you don't, when when you kick yourself in the butt, just think about it this way: you weren't meant to have that record just yet. And the key word is yet. The right one or the proper one is supposed to come to you. And it might need to come to you in a more natural way. You might get it for free. If you mention its name three times, light a candle at midnight and run over some lizards, it's probably going to show up on your front doorstep at some point in time or figuratively, like something along those lines. I need to, I need to step in your mind. I, 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 feel like, I feel like it's Dr. It's like a Dr. Seuss nightmare on the left side of your brain. Make sure you put on those little swimmy arm things, you know, that you give the kids before they jump swimmies. in the pool. You'll be all right. The best name ever, swimmies. <laughs> Swimming. There we go. Those things. Yes. Put those on. <laughs> so it's funny you say that, like you about getting the right person, because so there's this new thing in like the online vinyl community and it, everybody says waffles, but let's just, you know, it's a raffle. Let's be honest what it is. It'd be pulling tickets. It'd be pulling numbers out of a bowl yeah. or something. It's, it's yeah. gambling. It's gambling. Let's call it that. Yeah. We can call it bingo. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bingo. You're playing bingo and getting see if you get lucky. So everybody yeah. I have. I have a first press U.S. copy of Nirvana, and I've been back and forth torn over whether to keep this or sell it because it's one of my favorite albums. However, keep- I don't like having ex- really, really, really expensive albums in my house with a toddler, and so I've kind of been back and forth. Do you on- not have a safe room? Have you not built yourself a safe There's room? There's nothing safe from Tyson. <laughs> this okay. kid is Houdini. Like, literally, Houdini. You need to buy one of those, you know, instead of, like, having a gun safe, or if you have a gun safe, one of the tall ones, you need to put your high-end stuff in there anyway. We were going to get, like, a reversible bookshelf, like, in the movies, where you pull a book out and it opens a fake wall. Yeah. Like, no joke, seriously thinking about doing this to keep... I'm literally sitting in my lady cave right now, <laughs> um, which is up in the attic, but it has air conditioning, so it's all good, and it's, like, halfway finished. I haven't painted it. I'm, I'm in the walk-in closet in my studio. That's what I call it. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a closet size, but it, it does have like water access. So I'm going to turn it into like a whole cleaning station up here. So this is going to be my office. I've decided it's mine. Snap. I, I told, I told Brandon, I, if I had that Nirvana OG, never mind. I would not sell it. I would keep it. I, I, just... I would keep it, man. It's, it's only going to go up in value. It's yeah. one of your favorite albums. How often do you listen to it? I've listened to it twice since I've had it. And do you have a regular play copy? Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that's... No, not, no, that's not the problem. You're doing that's it the correctly. resolution. You're doing it correctly. You have a play copy for your favorite albums ever. You have your favorite albums ever put away in a nice, safe, warm place or dry place. Dry and cool. Dry and cool. So, so the issue at hand is there yeah. may be a replacement available Sunday. Well, then you get that replacement purchase. First, first. Care and see which one is better. Well, I know, I know which one's better. Play, play test both of them, <laughs> inspect them thoroughly, both the vinyl and the cover, decide which one you like better and take that one. Well, the, Don't be mixing vinyl covers. Don't be Frankensteining and taking this vinyl and putting it in that cover. The replacement that, may be sealed. Yeah. Oh, well, then that's easy peasy. <laughs> take the sealed one. But can you confirm that it is an original press with it being sealed? That's the question that we have at hand. 
Mm. So okay. I, if, so if wait. you send me pictures of both the front back, yeah, I mean, fine. I can definitely totally figure it out. Um, that's why I just have to be in person to see it. But I'm yeah, I agree fairly completely. fairly certain it is based upon the picture. Bring yours with you just to be on the safe side. If you need a security guard and some sort <laughs> of waterproof case, I will highly suggest that. Um, <laughs> you can always get those little chain things, you know, to hook it to the suitcase, whatever. No doubt. Um, but, but people for like the last, what, month and a half, two months or so, Freddie, maybe two months around there? Is that how long we've had it? They've been hounding you for it, haven't well, they? Well, they've been hounding me, and then people are like, well, just put it up for a raffle. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. There's no way I'm putting it up for a raffle. Like, I would rather that sell is, it for – That is a coveted item. Yeah. That is a coveted I wanted to go to a person who wants it. Like, if I put it in a raffle and it's one for 10 bucks by – Somebody and I see it re-raffled and then re-raffled and then re-raffled. I'd lose my this mind. This is what I would. I'd lose my mind. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, do it as a fundraiser to help out kids or somebody that's sick. Do it as a raffle item in that sense. But then when I see it again being raffled by like somebody else, it would drive me crazy. Like if I give it to somebody, I want somebody who wants the album to have it. Somebody that's doing it for a charity organization, though, they're probably doing it because, one, they love that album, and two, they love that charity. So um, see if you can find a person that you think it's worthy of and that would be willing to do that. Or, you know, save it. Keep it. Hang on to it. Hand it down to your kids, you know? Oh, yeah. There's yep. there's certain albums that I have. Um, yeah. Most of my Pink Floyd is like, oh, yeah. my kid. Like, don't <laughs> touch this at all. You got the original master recordings and half speed and stuff like that. I actually just had an original master recording of Dark Side of the Moon, and I it was yeah. sealed, so I yeah. just traded it for a open copy because I, I have this thing about opening sealed albums. I can't do it. I understand. I I find it rather satisfying. <laughs> and somebody no doubt. A new one at the store and it's on colored vinyl I'm like do you want to see it do you want to open it do you want to take pictures of it i have a blade right here <laughs> so it's just about planting the seed and throwing some water on it and stepping back to watch and see what happens brandon needs the eight track of dark side of the moon because there's oh unreleased tracks on that eight track no way really? yes there is no way i wasn't aware of the eight track knowledge no mm -hmm. way no. i, I promise you through what minimal it's, all, it's only on the eight track too. It's like sixty dollars for the eight track. I've never oh. heard this. Yep. This you just news, yeah. you just learned me something on that album. What's really yep. what's really cool? I'm curious now because I actually just bought this album last week. It's uh, Dark Side of the Moon, and it has an unreleased song on it, and it's called Where We Belong, and it's a live version of it. Huh. And I'm curious if that's the that's the song. I would pull it up on Discogs right now, but then you hear me typing. So we're going to have to research that a little bit further. <laughs> well, Somebody so, else check Pop Psych. Let's so get on. Br Brandon, I knew you guys were talking before I went down there because Brandon goes, hey, she has an ATCQ. I was like, oh, really? And then snap, as soon as she said that, she sent me a picture. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go down there and deliver this album to her because <laughs> I want to <laughs> – there's no way I was walking away without bringing that album home. Kaka, kaka. <laughs> but I do is is you think someone down there, Michelle, would have bought that record? Was there you have a hip hop market? Oh yeah. At a certain point, I have a couple customers that are big into it. Um, I hadn't even posted it yet on Instagram, 
when I put stuff on Instagram or if I do a video, which I've got to drop a little bit later on tonight. So, well, actually, I'm going to drop it in the morning first thing um, of all the new sealed stuff. Anytime that I do a flip through and when I do flip throughs, it's not a quiet flip through. I'm telling you about the vinyl. I'm telling you what's special about it. I'm telling you why you need it and why it's essential for your collection. So it's like a documentary. Exactly. I'm giving you a little tidbits of information really quickly, (laughs) as fast as I can, so that the video isn't like super long. I usually try to keep them under five minutes when I do a flip through um, because people's retention time because of the internet is much, much shorter. So, Mm -hmm. however, the analog people that like to listen to vinyl have, I think, statistically, a slightly longer attention span, in my opinion. I'm sorry. What did you just say? Uh, space shuttle. That's what I said. Space shuttle. My last, my last thing I was going to tell you. I'm, I'm so appreciative you let me go back in the back there. Oh no problem, yeah. Because that's where I found uh, Ildef Half Life from the Roots. Yes. And I told Brandon. Brandon's like, oh yeah, heck, he actually saw it tonight. And he goes, yeah, that's a that, that that's a good album, probably. I was like, no, it's a great album. It's probably their best album. That's it's fire. Just, you can't find it. Yeah. And when I found it, I was like. I secretly didn't tell you I wanted it really bad, but I did want it really bad. And I was going to get it I regardless. I did it. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I know the record needed to go to you. So, and I have, I had like another, uh, one of my guys, you guys know Ryan uh, McDuckie. What's up? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. So we've run across each other because he used to be customer over at Vinyl Request Records. And then I ran into him at a fundraiser as well that uh, my fiance Rob was doing an auctioneer because he's an auctioneer. Um, he uh, was uh, he hosted like he got one of the big tables anyways but he came in and i sent him a picture because i got an arrested development but it was just a single Ooh. but guess what song it was tennessee yeah uh, yes sir yeah so i was i pl- I played it like three times in a row <laughs> i gave a horse <laughs> just to get the earworm out you know <laughs> and then i was like bro you need this because i knew he was he's into that kind of stuff and he likes that kind of um the earlier hip-hop funk soul era there of like the early 90s into a little bit of the 2000s but mostly early 90s 80s stuff so i was like he needs this in his life so i sent him a picture kind of like i sent you the picture of this mm-hmm. request wink wink nod it's nod stuff i know people need i send them a picture first before i do anything else i'm like you need this you're hunting for this yes no because my satisfaction on a daily basis is finding that complete piece or that piece that they've been looking for. That's what makes my day, you know? So I, that's what I makes feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Ryan's a good dude. He bought, he actually bought a, and I always kept it myself, but I have an open copy of the third Jodeci album. And I had one sealed. And kind of like Brandon is, I don't want to open it because I had a copy that I listened to. And I'm like, it's not my favorite Jodeci album, so that's why I didn't I didn't really have too much attachment to it, but it's a good album. But he actually got the uh, after party from me, um, I guess, what was it, about three months ago, Brandon, probably? Yes. That Jodeci album? Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan and I have the same type of taste in music when it comes to the hip-hop stuff. So true. Sure. I'll let you two thumb wrestle over stuff. Or if you want to leg wrestle and get real physical, you can do that on the carpet. <laughs> That's that we, we train uh, some of the new girls in Derby. That's an after a game sport that we used to play. Have you ever done a leg wrestle? Yeah, I've watched my kids, my kid and my wife do it. It was absolutely hilarious. Did the, did moms win? Mom killed, killed it. 
he, I bet you why hit enough of his uh, testosterone puberty boost yet to take him or to take her. Um, but yeah, it was a good fight. Yeah, and, and I was, was going to say nothing feels better than oh, Freddie. Uh, also, I got these, I got these albums. No one's looked through them yet. I mean, I'm like, that's like the best feeling in the world is when you tell me no one's looked through this stuff yet. And I'm yeah. the first one that gets looked through it. Oh my! Oh, brain is the same way. Like we just like the nostrils s- flare out a little bit. That salivating, dilate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so what's that? So what are you guys as far as like what is still out there that you don't have? What is that grill that still hangs out for you guys? Mm, yeah. So I've got two offhand. Um. Two to start out with is there's specific Bowie albums from said 90s, and there's one specific 45 that's extremely hard to find. Um, kind of like that Misfits 45 that you'll see in the High Fidelity yeah. movie, have it on DVD. Uh-huh. Only that, <laughs> um, that I'm hunting for, and I think my band that I'm trying to be a completist with is going to be Van Morrison's Them. I love that uh, rock. You're talking about that back in June, yeah. Yeah, I will always mention, I'll, you'll get sick of me hearing me joke and do horrible them puns that you could be looking for them all day and all life. <laughs> um, have you seen any of them? And they're like, who? And I said, no, 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 not who, them. And yeah, back and Have forth, you found so. them? Oh, I have sev- I have one original them and I have several represses and duplicates. So one listen copy, one that's sealed. Yeah, see, I got a listen copy and a sealed copy. There I keep those. But those are presses and i'll use them perhaps maybe to buy an original press but they're extremely hard to find because most of the early stuff was done on 45s and i really after van morrison left it's not the same it doesn't sound as good to me but i still do would like i would like to collect all of them and have the complete collection of them (laughs) did you find them or did them find you um God, I think it was like a mutual meeting where, you know, like you bump heads kind of situation. You knew it so, from the beginning. Yeah. When I heard Baby, Please Don't Go, and I heard the guitar riff and the bass pop in there and the drums and just the speed of it, the raw crunchiness of it all, I was like hooked right there. I was like, done. And I'd always liked Van Morrison because, you know, Brown Eyed Girl, and I happen to be a Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> there we go. And. <laughs> So yeah, sucker, sucker. I I'm sappy. It's all good. That's sappy a, nerd, right here. That's Man. a great. That's a great swing song too. It is right. It's a fun. Time. If you didn't it know really that is. Freddie was a swinger, so he's like, hey, Uh-oh. no, I'm not. Yeah, oh, watch out. <laughs> My cousin did those kind of dancings and stuff like that, and I did like a little bit of it in theater during high school. But yeah, it was I. I wasn't very good at it. I did jazz. At first, I thought we were actually still talking about swinging, and I was so I was like, where is this conversation going? Once again, I've signed a disclosure agreement. <laughs> Not a lot to talk about that. <laughs> so, Fred, uh, what's out there for you? I used to know your girls. I think you're slowly, mainly a copy. Yeah. Well, I, so, I already have the album, but it's not the OG copy. You already know that, Brandon. I want the Wildflowers um, from Tom Petty. And they repressed the hell out of it. So, Mm-hmm. It's gone down in price. I'm waiting to see if it's going to go down any further. And if it does, I'll grab it. And the then, original? Yes. And it's gone down in price, not up in price since the new reissue or repressing? It's gone down, yes. Really? That's mm-hmm. shocking. I know. I know. 
Give it a second. I feel like it's just a lull. It'll go back up because then people will be like, I want the first pressing. So, but that might be to your advantage. So that's, that's exactly what I'm waiting on. I know somebody that has it and he may, I don't know if right now he may not give it up, but he got, he went through a lot to get it. So yeah. (laughs) what, what is said gentleman's weakness? There's a crazy story. Uh, He actually traded the guy that had it. His name's Les. Okay. Um, he traded, Steve traded him, I don't know how many Playboys, but a ton of Playboys for this record. <laughs> so right. that was the trade. And so Steve has it. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a Tom Petty. There. So What's that? Actually, you missed a step. He traded another guy a stack full of 45 and just dollar records to get the Playboys, who because he knew that Les sold the Playboys in his store. So they're... Gotcha. After trading the vinyl of dollar records to get the Playboys, he turned around and traded the Playboys to get the record. It was a longer story, but we'll give it notes for I have just one question. These said Playboys, what era was this like 50s? Was it Marilyn Monroe? Because I could see that happen. It's it was basically, you know, like the older ones where people would go in and to the store and try to find their birth year and yeah. kind of match it up. Oh, that when way. they actually read the articles, that's cute. Yeah. The other the other album I want is from a new artist, and she's I think yeah. she's French, um, but she's she sounds like Alicia Keys, and her name is Snow Allegra, but her album, when they dropped uh, last year, it sold out in like three minutes, and I couldn't Ooh. get in there and get it, wow. and it's listed, and it's on colored vinyl, too, and it's like listed for like 350 for this record, and uh, I don't know if they'll ever release it again, but. If they do, that's the other grails. So I got two grails that I'm looking for. Gotcha. And uh, that'll well, cost thank me. you for sharing your weaknesses. Now we know where to hit you. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, so that's, that's the thing is, you know, you have to find out what it is that that other person desires more than the thing that it is that you're looking for. And when you make a trade like that, then everybody's happy. And then everybody sleeps well at night. You know what I mean? Like nobody got one over on the other. It was a good, fair trade. Um but you got to watch out because, like, a lot of times people aren't like that out there. So you got to be careful about it. So just be cautious when you're out and about doing that. So that's all I have to say on that particular matter when you're looking for your holy grails. And now my other question is, and I'm going to totally plug another store here, but it's worth the journey. It's like a mecca, in my opinion, for any record store in Florida. Um, and I've heard of some others. There's a couple others that are really good. Well, This is where I found one of my grails. Let's put it that way. And that's Banana Records. Have you two been to Banana Records? That's the one in Tampa? Yeah. Well, St. Pete. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I've heard many of Yes. A journey should be made. And make sure you know which day that it is that you need to go because they have their two different store locations. Um, So when I was looking for my Them album, I had to go to the warehouse. Luckily, the warehouse was open that particular Saturday, and I happened to be playing a bank track derby game at the same time and had uh, like an hour or two to kill before I had to go play the game. So what does one car GPS do? It takes you to the closest record store. Banana. So I go in there, and it looks a little sketchy, which is always a good sign. Anyways, I'm walking up the stairs. It's like metal, and like I think I might need a tetanus shot or something if I touch the (laughs) handle wrong. But when you walk in there, it's quiet like a library, and you just see all of anything pressed before 1980 off to your left-hand side, and then 45s off to your right-hand side. And there's a couple listing stations and some equipment. 
And, you know, I just go down there and I found so many beautiful blues albums, garage rock, and there was my them and it was affordable and it played without skips. So I highly suggest going to check them out at least once. They have another store that has like regular new stuff. But man, if you're looking for like an older pressing or something along those lines, yeah, they have some beautiful stuff down there for sure. Where will I be at this weekend? Yeah. It sounds like you're going bananas. <laughs> yeah, I'll be yeah. I'll be in Tampa Saturday and Sunday. You're welcome. <laughs> thank and you so much. Them, you know who to think of. I, I I would highly doubt they had that the snow record, but they may have the wildflowers. It could be. Uh, no, they wouldn't have it in the warehouse for that pressing because I think in the warehouse is everything that was pressed before 1980. Gotcha. So before you got to the barcodes, so you would have to check in their regular store, which I still haven't had time to go into their regular store. So I may have to just take a day and go and just put like gone fishing on the front door. Yeah. So I apologize for anybody that goes to the store and sees a gone fishing. I've actually gone to look for records. I promise. Brandon, have you got all your, all your grails? There's two that I'm still missing. One is, I don't know if I'll ever find it to be honest. Um, there is like a limited to like 500 release of Jack Johnson at Bonnaroo. Um, I was obviously in attendance at Bonnaroo. We just talked about that earlier. Um, so that's one that I would like to get a lot, um, just so I could relive a show that I was at. That would be great. Um, yes. And the other one, which I could get at any time, I'm just again here is one of those things where I'm being cheap. I kind of like to find it myself. Um, yeah. But Portugal, the man, really. Oh my! A God. double album, and it's actually two sides called the satanic Satanist and the majestic majesty and it's the same songs one's you know full, full band the other's acoustic and that's the other one one's like 80 dollars, the other's like 300 so Woo! how you doing that's okay i just spent a buttload of my tax return on a box set so <laughs> i'm still kind of living in that bliss for right now i i that you know when you, it is a lot of money. I'll, I'll give you that. But then I thought about it. I'm like, that's eleven albums and in that box set. And, and yeah. the, the signed lithographs and the artwork and the little jump drive with all of the music on it that looks like a zombie and is, like how cute it is. Is there an autograph in there too? Yeah, that's what she was talking about. Okay, I thought you said lithograph. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, a, a lithograph meaning that it's approved by the the artist, right? So, Basically, it's just a fancy word for a picture. Gotcha. Does that help? Well, no. My PFA came out right there. I'm sorry. My UCF degree was showing. I'll put it away now. (laughs) No, I thought I heard autograph. That's what I thought I heard, but you said lithograph. Oh, no. I said lithograph that's autographed. Gotcha. Okay. That makes better sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Autograph. autograph. Nice. Yeah, they they only signed one picture, um, but that's all you need. All you need is one in the... In the words of Tenacious D. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That could go anywhere. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm giving you guys open conversation pieces. You're welcome. Shit. Don't make me go into my New Yorker voice. We can talk all day like this. You know, it'll be fun. <laughs> Sorry, I watched way too much Tracy Altman. And Jameson in that Yeti is kicking in. Or the regular cup. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have a Mountain Dew in my hand right now. The Jameson has been gone for at least. No. No. <laughs> there you go. 
So leave us with this, Snap. Give us okay. top five in, in high fidelity fashion. Top mm. five albums of all time. Yeah, there wasn't going to be any hard questions. Oh my god, that is a tough question. Okay, top five albums. Top five albums all time. Ugh. No particular order, or you can put an order. Either way. Okay. Now, do these have to exist on vinyl or not, or do they just need to be top, top albums? Okay, I'm going to put top albums as the way that they've influenced me throughout my life and that have kind of stuck with me. Um, and don't you, you people don't judge me out there in the world. Oh, we're judging. <sighs> oh, well, too late. Anyways, um, and some of these bands you may or may not know, but they have sentimental value to me. So, Toadie's Backslider, one of my favorite bands. Um, they're excellent. I've seen them play live. When I asked for a specific song for their finale, they played it. So when magic like that happens, you got to put them in your top five. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Uh, now, mind you, I didn't see them until way after the 90s. You guys know Toadies? I've heard of them, yes. Okay. Go look them up. You will love them. I actually Mom. saw, I think I saw an album. You had Toadies in the uh, shop, did you? I made sure to get almost every single Toadies album. There's the that shop. one. Where he's like jumping on the front and he's like at his feet back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like a cartoon drawing. The guy said, it's, um, I'll show you my dark secret behind the boathouse, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to sing it because I, <laughs> yeah, you're not curious. Okay. Nice try. I see what you did there. Okay. Um, so let me see. Uh, what else would be that comes to the top of mind is uh, Sublime. Oh, yeah. That's going to be 40 Ounces of Freedom. I am a beach girl. I can't not sing that any song off of that album and not know it by heart. I know every single lyric and tone. <laughs> um, I would say the next one after that. Ooh, okay, uh, this one's kind of in a more obscure one, but some people know it, and that's going to be Caroline's Spine. And it's their first self-titled album, which was amazing. They did um, – so there's I, – I, let's just put it this way. When you go to a concert and you make connections with the band, like say you're body surfing and That's this never is happened before we could body surf. Way too bad for and that. going across the town. It was, it was for um, – oh, gosh, what was it? I'm trying to remember. It was downtown Orlando and – Caroline Spine is up on the stage. You're singing along with them. They see you. You make eye contact. You're just having a good time, and everything's perfect, you know? Um, so, yeah, we put Caroline Spine in there. And they did the they did some sadder songs, but they have a lot of fun, faster, more alternative, crunchy stuff like that. Um, I would have to say Agnostic Front as well. Uh, their, their first album uh, was amazing to me and, like, kind of opened the punk world for me. Um, so I would put that in there and I'm trying to think what else. Oh my God, this is tough. This is so hard. Cause I'm down to two. I have to put either Led Zeppelin in one or two and I can't, it's so difficult. Ooh, Cause I know it's like a generic one to go with, but I do not care. I love Led Zeppelin. So I, and it's hard to pick one particular album because I have their, can I pick a box set? Does that count? Why? Yeah. You make, you make the rules here. Okay, I'm going to go with Led Zeppelin Crop Circles for my number oh, that's, two. Yeah, that's a tough box set. Do you have that one on vinyl? No way. Quiet. <laughs> Bedtime. Go to sleep. 
Yes, yes, I do. Wow, that one's that one's uh, that's a grill. Trust me, I saw it when it came in. It was sealed. I followed who had it. They played it two or three times, and I managed to get it from them. Um, yeah. So you, you thought it was funny when I got. That box set, and I was doing all the silly faces. You should have seen my face. I'll, you guys have to go look through my pictures. I'll show them to you at some point. I was basically like standing on a stool, and I looked like Gollum. <laughs> precious. <laughs> With the bo- my precious. <laughs> my, like I was literally saying that, and I don't know how else to explain it. So, um, and it was appropriate because it's Led Zeppelin. You know, they're kind of into that. Um, <laughs> that they are all Tolkien stuff. Stupid fat habit. <laughs> Um, and I would say number one um, is going to be the one that I used to creep around when mom said don't touch the record player and when they left the house to go do stuff I'd sneak over and go put a record on and listen to it and just sing along with it and that's going to be Miss Janis Joplin nice so that those are my top Five, I would have to say, and I know some of them are a little generic, but that's why I went deeper with the others to balance things, you know. Understand? You did have deep cuts. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with deep cuts. That's what makes us who we are. Ah, we're just a bunch of nerds. It's all it's good. We are. So, um, Snap, is there anything you would like to plug for all 13 of our continual listeners? Well, thank you, 13 listeners. Now tell your friends, and then they'll tell two friends. And then they'll tell two more friends, it's, and so on and so forth. It's like the pebble in the pond. Right, exactly. Sponsored by Mountain Dew. No. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, sure, most definitely. If you guys want to go check out my website, I highly suggest it. You can go uh, to SavvyVinylRecords.com. Right now, it's going to take you to my Discogs page, where you can go check out what inventory I have up line. But it never fails to send me an email at SavvyVinylRecords at gmail.com if you have any certain hard-to-find unicorns that need to be in your life. I will try to be your guru. And if I can't find it, maybe these two beards can. So that's my only plug for this evening other than have fun, and I will see you guys on the B-side kind of. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So at this point in time, we like to play ourselves out with the song. So – I've chosen one that uh, I think perfectly fits this evening. So here we go. Oh, my God. I'm in hell right now. Not comma, comma, chameleon. No, it's the worst song ever made. One hit. That's a one hit wonder. sound like a girl lead singer. I don't understand it. Remember, if you need help, you can always call the 1-800 number. Hey, I'm feeling it. 
Go buy more vinyl. You guys have a good night. Thank you, buddy. Good night, guys. Good luck Adios, muchachos. Buena vista and whatnot. I don't know Spanish. I'm sorry. Have a great night, guys. Bye. Thanks, Sam.